Josh, you a fool, nigga. R&B Justice. Del Fargo. Let's get it. Hey, check, check, look. Savage, when it come to this rapping, know that I'm about that action. Bitches think they're king of this mattress. I got these bitches tapping. Drastic, every time I be spitting, you know that shit be slapping. Sack them, warm, sap them. I'm lifting my lyrics, bring hallucinations. Man, this is a special edition of Chopping It Up with the Conduit. And um, we're here with a gentleman by the name of Mr. Del Fargo. He was brought to uh, the attention, my attention, by a gentleman by the name of Young Thorne, who I work with, business owner of all verb no combo and this is also in conjunction with uh say less brand dc so tonight we are getting a uh taste of dc if y'all see the gear we up in here representing also this is my brother uh mo sauce dmv with the reflector if y'all want to get down with him you know how we do with the uh new balance here so if you want something to match up with your kicks he got the that's fire popping off i'm gonna have have to invest in that that's fire yeah most sauce dmv he'll definitely hook you up but uh yeah so um let's get it started man um i want to start from the beginning born and raised in washington dc yes sir born and raised northeast dc grew up by the arboretum okay arboretum so with that being said you know um what were some of the hip-hop influences in your household being as though you were born and raised in washington dc and most people know you know, Washington, D.C. for go-go? Well, in all reality, my parents, they were um, they were like the end of the baby boomer generation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the music that I would say that was being played was a lot of oldies. My father was more into the into the rock, um, rock and roll, like old rock and roll. I'm talking Rick James and all of them. Okay. And he was also in the Gil Scott heroin. So it would be a lot of that. It wouldn't be a lot of rap played, honestly. They weren't playing a lot of rap, at least. I actually ventured into rap when my cousin from Atlanta came up. I was probably five or six, and he played uh, DMX, Dark as Hell and Hell is Hot. And, oh, wow. Yeah, and that was the first rap album I heard, and I was like, whoa. Oh, wow. So, so, so you really you really a young buck in this game, but you started no off question. with somebody from up top. Yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. All no right, question. so... I, I I like that you told me that, so because I'm gonna give you a, a a little bit of history on some you know prominent DC hip hop artists that I think you should you know look up that you know mm-hmm. laid the groundwork mm-hmm. for a lot of these DC artists that you know I don't think a lot of people uh, give props to or mm-hmm. you know pay attention to that actually were out here doing it big. So, mm-hmm. but we'll do that towards the end. But um, I want to go ahead and you know, get into this because um, I'm finding out that you're a graduate of uh, FAMU. Go HBCU. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. FAMU 2017. FAMU yes, 2017. And uh, so what was it like during your college years that you know you were going to take this craft, you know, seriously? Well, in college is when I actually started to take it seriously because mm-hmm. before then it was just like a hobby that I was doing. It was, I would write poetry. I wasn't really recording, but I would do a lot of spoken word. And that's, and that's what I was going off of. But I was always in love with hip-hop. I've been in love with hip-hop since I heard Dog Hell, Hell is Hot, 50 Cent era, and on and on and on. Lyricism has always been what I've always gravitated to. So it got to my junior year, and um, I had actually did like a little song with like some people around campus, because they were doing like a song for our class. So okay. I did that, and I was just in the studio like, oh yeah, I, I need to be right here. Natural I need to be right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be right here. And I and ever since then, I've made sure like 
whatever whatever it could be i got the mic right here and no matter what it is i'm gonna make sure that i that i got that i got something where i can create and express myself through the music and what was it that you were studying at famu at the time i actually studied business administration so i was in the school of business and industry i learned a lot about marketing i learned a lot about accounting i learned a lot about finance and i made a lot of connections down there with a lot of very very smart people very 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 well-rounded brothers and sisters that were really trying to either make money or make something better of themselves overarchingly and still trying to help their community at the same time so it definitely changed my scope on okay. on honestly blackness overall okay that's a really. that's a beautiful thing because um i think a lot of people should try to experience the hbcu experience i personally I agree. to uh university of maryland eastern shore yes sir so, I already know the experience you're speaking on is definitely, you know, a, a very unique experience. And I, I think if one has the uh, the actual, you know, you know, wherewithal or even has the chance to go, you know, mm -hmm. try it and, and see what it's about. Because, right. um, you know, I was told earlier in life that you make some of your best friends in college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they end up becoming, you know, lifelong friends. And I can attest that, that there's a couple of them that are lifelong friends and some of them are actually within this industry so you know shout out to the hbcus out there man holding it down man no question they're no. they're definitely a good thing for us and what and what we need you know what i'm saying it yeah. teaches you a lot about how black folks are not a monolith we are multifaceted we do different things we don't all act the same at all if you ever thought that nah now when you got to uh when you got to fan you because i know you're a banica alum Mm -hmm. Was was FAMU a, a a culture shock for you? One hundred percent. It was <laughs> one of the biggest culture shocks I have ever experienced in my life. That's why I said it taught me so much. Like I I was not because I was not adjusting at first. I was mm -hmm. not because I was not with the whole Floridian Southern adjustment thing. They they speak differently. Their slang was different. I would just look at them like. Mm -mm. Yeah. But but you get adjusted to it, and then you do meet those people that you know that are that you can you get adjusted to their culture, and you just realize, look, I'm here, and I am the outsider. Right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you gotta sometimes you gotta look at it as about you know always being adaptable to the situation. Right. You know what I'm saying. So as far as we can go ahead and correlate that to the music, you know what I'm saying? Because when you started, of course, you came in with. It was, you know, you know, the digital aspect of things, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, you know, there were MCs that came before you that had to uh, adapt to the situation where first right. it was, you know, real to real vinyl, then CD and tape, of course, and then had to switch to the digital age. You feel what I'm saying? So, yes, you know, it, it, it happens in, in, in all circles, but, you know, by you graduating is, is obvious that you adapted well. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely adapted. I definitely met some good people along the way, whether it be from Florida or out of state. It was, it was all love. It's all good vibes. It's all good positive energy. I actually went to homecoming last year before all the COVID stuff. Right. It was all love, all positivity. Everything's always love down there. Honestly, once you just get adjusted to what the what what the culture is and how and how they are, right? It's it you you'll you'll blend you'll blend right in because I mean. It's all your people, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, you right. You definitely right about that. And going back to, to homecoming is definitely tradition. So yeah, <laughs> I, I still, know, <laughs> I still, I still know folks who go back to UMES every year, and it's been, 
you know, 20, 30 years down the line and they they still going back, you know, singing. Oh, 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 yeah. I saw people that graduated in 77. Like, yes. I was like, 77? Yeah. yeah. 77. Yeah. That's where some of your best memories are made, like I said. So mm-hmm. I don't see the problem going back and celebrating a little bit. Definitely. You know what I mean? Not at all. Word. So um, you dropped your EP in 2016, which was your first EP, the Schwelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Schwelf EP. Schwelf right. EP. Yes, and sir. I understand that journey started why, you know, it helped start the journey for you going to, you know, doing shows in DC and, mm-hmm. and in Northern Florida as well. Yeah. So yeah. what was that experience like for you being as though this is a new realm for you? You know what I mean? Getting into the actual grind of doing shows and, and trying to experience what it is about being an artist out here that you think you can go ahead and take back to these young MCs who might be watching you now. Well, fortunately enough, I did have experience previously in performing. Mm-hmm. I would always, like I said, I would do spoken word. I would go to open mics and I would do things like that. It right. just wasn't corresponding with, you know, exactly music. Mm-hmm. So once I got on stage, I was already comfortable enough to feel like I could I could do what I need to do on stage and not be all nervous about the crowd or anything like that. Right. So what did help me, what did help me, I would say, was um, getting more shows throughout the city as, as that summer progressed before I dropped the EP. And then once I dropped the EP, I was getting, you know, different love and feedback from different places. I was able to get the connection at at school to perform at certain parties at homecoming, things like that. So I would say that the music helps fuel whatever else you also need to do, especially when it comes to getting performances or networking and marketing. The music has to come. Your music has to come first. All right. So that's how I feel about that. Well, man, that's that's good to hear coming from you know young artists because most of the time they don't they don't necessarily try to put the business first, you know. What right. I'm and um, right. being as though you got a background in business administration, I know that's definitely key, mm-hmm. and, and also helps you you know navigate certain waters where it would be uh, let's say choppy for others who wouldn't have that right intellect. You feel right. Me? Right. It definitely helps you to avoid certain certain um, deals and certain things that you could get yourself set up into where you might make a where it could be a bad investment. And I know that because I'm able to assess risk, but others might not be able to assess that risk. And you may take that risk. I may take the risk knowing it. Mm -hmm. Some might take the risk and put a lot more into it. Like I might throw out a little bit of bait. Others might throw out the whole the whole thing, the whole whole thing. And and that's where. And that's where, you know, that background does make a difference. Yeah, it definitely does. I, I'm, and I, I'm quite sure it, it helped you along your travel and definitely will help in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Let's jump to October 2018. And you released Mental Health. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Which was received rave reviews and had a great write-up, you know, um, in our own Washington City paper. Mm-hmm. Now that mental health is really at the forefront, you know, of especially during the pandemic, you know, that album, was that something that you were personally going through that you felt you needed to get out? Or it was just that something at that time in 2018 you felt you need to address? Well, it was definitely something that I felt the need that I had to get out. In all reality, while recording it, the plan wasn't around it being even a, a piece centered around mental health. Mm-hmm. I was just expressing myself. Mm-hmm. And as we listen through the tracks, as me, as me and um, the executive producer, Les, right. you know, the co-owners, I mean, the CEO of Say Like Brand DC, as he, right. 
as he as as he as we was going through it, he was listening to it, and he was just like, "Bro, honestly, I feel like what you're doing is really getting off a lot of therapy in this." Yeah. So I feel like if you titled it mental health, it will really grasp holistically what you're trying, what what the message is. Right. And I was like, "Yeah." What are, right. your what are your personal views on mental health? I feel like we, as if we, as especially black people, we need to invest in it a lot more. We really need to invest in our mental health a lot more because I feel like we're we're getting better. We're definitely progressing, but mm -hmm. I feel like we still have certain things we need to talk about. There are different layers that we have to overcome as black people that others do not because we've dealt with a lot of trauma. We've dealt with a lot of we have a lot of baggage. We have a lot of baggage right. and. It's things that we need to get off our chest. Even and even if you even if you you know you didn't have a super rough traumatic life as a black person, you had a lot of privileges in your life and you were able to navigate. Right. There are still certain things that you just need to talk about. You need to be you need to talk about what it's like being the only black person in the office. That is some really traumatic stuff at times because you're dealing, especially if you're from D.C. Because you right. know when you grow up in D.C., you're, it's not even the same. You, you know, see black people not. all... We grew up in Chocolate City, black people all day. I don't, right. We didn't even see that many people that weren't lighter than me, you right. know? So, so, like, when you get into those spaces, it's, it's mind warping. It, especially for when we leave our HBCUs as well and we go to these PWIs for grad school. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of different things that we need to that we need to talk about we need to discuss and we need to bring out into the forefront that everybody i feel like needs to understand so we're doing better we're doing better i will say it's definitely getting better as the years progress because i would go back you can go back 10 years and i would say that not many people were having these talks yeah you you you're right um because you know within the black community that's considered taboo mm -hmm. whereas you would you know, go ahead and express your, your, I guess, innermost feelings to somebody that you didn't know, but at the same time, you were actually paying somebody, a stranger, to listen to your, your problems and your thoughts. But, right. you know, as, as time, you know, moved on, I, of course, myself, you know, learning some things and, you know, having people close to me that, you know, deal with mental health you know, it in turn had me look at some things that I needed to look at. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. refreshing to hear, a, a, you know, a, coming from a younger voice, you know what I'm saying, that that's talking about it because there's just so much going on, especially, uh, you know, just this year alone. Just this year alone. Yeah, this year alone, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it just makes you, uh, I say appreciate the things that you do have now because beforehand I think a lot of us were just taking shit for granted. Definitely, definitely. So, like this, this is a definitely a big way. It's a big eye opener. Like yeah. you, you, the fact that you aren't seeing people the way you used to see people. I don't hug and kiss my mother because like we, yeah. we can't interact that way. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that's crazy. That's something that you just never thought that you wouldn't be able to do, and yeah. now. And now we are in that situation. Hopefully things get better. Hopefully things progress. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the scary part where a lot of people don't know what's going on. You feel what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But mm -hmm. I think at the same time, if, you know, you, you keep the same circle of people who 
you know, emit the same positive energy. I'm quite sure, you know, creatively and, you know, emotionally and physically things can be done. You know what I'm saying? It's more so putting forth that, that actual energy out, you know, that's the type Mm -hmm. of person that I am. Like, yeah, I go off energy and yeah. You know, if if it isn't right, you know, I learned how to pivot. You feel what definitely. I'm saying? Because definitely, definitely. They say about energy is, um, it can't be destroyed; it's only transferable. You feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and it's about what you, as a person, can can take on. You feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? What you allow to take on. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, because you're not built for everybody's, you're not built for everybody's energy, no. and that's not even a slight to that person. No, definitely not. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a, another thing that people need to understand because we're just in a cycle where everybody takes, you know, certain things so personally, you know what yeah. I mean? And, um, yeah. I, I think if if people actually had that actual mindset beforehand, knowing that you're not criticizing them for being who they are, you feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then I, I think they'll be able to accept that person's truth and be able to add that onto their life cycle and move forward. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um. That that that's that's I, I, something I definitely wanted to talk about because, you know, I, I see where we're going with it now, in 2020, and you know, this is an album you dropped in 2018. Right. Exactly. That, you know, definitely relevant for for the now and 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 beyond. You feel what I'm right. saying? Anybody definitely going through. You know. I think that's why it's my favorite. My favorite um project as of yet to date is definitely my favorite. It's and then on top of it, musically, I just think it was masterful. I think every beat just blended so well. Like every vote, all the vocals would sound sound great. The lyrics all mesh. It's to me. I mean, I hear it and I, it literally makes me think of the whole year. Yeah. So, so I know if you heard it, if you heard, right time capsule music, and that's yeah. what I want to put out. So if you if you heard that in 2018, whatever you went through that year, I know it'll take you back to that. Yeah, man. Yo, shout out to the guy, Young Thorn, man, and the brother Say Less, man, for no bringing Fargo to my question. Attention, man, it, it, it's, it's beautiful. Power and the muscle. Have a, 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 a beautiful conversation, you know, with, with some actual intellect, and, you know, we can go beyond certain things, you know what I mean? So, yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm very glad that we're having this uh, actual interview tonight, man. Um, yes, sir. I want to talk about You Have to Rap. And that was the EP that I was just playing in the background. You know, that's what Young Thorn had, uh, you know, had pushed forward to me. You know what I'm saying? That basically put the light bulb, you know, on in, in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the beats, you know, to the lyrics, to your cadence. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm used to, I'm coming from the school of where we definitely is about lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And cadence, yes, having some substance and something to say behind it. And, you know, that, it's not a knock on DC artists at all. You know, you, you you like what you like. You feel what I'm saying? From the trap rap to so on and so forth. Definitely. But there's only a certain few MCs that are in this certain space and then in this certain pocket that you listen to them. You're like, okay, they're from DC, but they don't sound like it because they right. come up with something different. So. You know, we're, I'm, I'm talking from the Uncle Johns to the Raheem Devon, you know, Raheem Supremes to, to you know, to to Banks. You feel what I'm saying? Big BJ, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I, even Garvey, I can I can go on, on and on and on. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I, I want to know what was, you know, what was the meaning behind that specific title? Was that a, a, a pun, a play on things? You have to rap? 
Well, see, that's the that's the best part about a lot of my music. It really does come from whatever is going on in my life. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was coming off of not really being dormant. I I I just in the beginning of the year, everything was everything was circ everything was circular, everything was moving. I was I was dropping stuff, I was making stuff happen. Then in the middle of the, in the middle of May, I got well not even the middle of May, end of April, beginning of May, I got hit with some stuff and life just went crazy. I had to move, I had to move, move around, you know, like change living situations and everything. That kind of like put my headspace in a different in a different spot. Plus with COVID, I didn't know I was I was trying to figure out ways to still, you know, do stuff. And it was just feeling I was boxing myself in mentally, 100 percent Boxing myself in boxing myself in mentally. So I went on a serious hiatus for like two, three months. And and usually when if I'm like not dropping, I'm I'm doing something. Like you'll see that I'm doing something. You in the cut. But but right. But I wasn't writing. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything. Okay. And, and and that was different for me. I had mm-hmm. never done that before. So I was just, I was kind of lost for a second, but I got myself together and came back. I got myself some equipment and I started, and I started working on mixing the music and working on the music and stuff. Um, I linked with R&B Justice through, through Yayo. I had already, I had already made that connection. Wow. So I was like, man, I had heard how he mixed before. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm mess with him. I'm gonna I'm rock with him. I'm gonna I'm I'm record just. I, I recorded one track with him, heard the mix back, and I was like, all right, that means that he's gonna go crazy on like some some rap stuff. Like, yeah, some rap Because because when, when you're a rapper, like you know, like, bro, if you can mix, I don't need that much. I don't <laughs> I don't need that much on the vocals. I really don't. Right. They need to hear everything I'm saying. That's pretty much it. So right. so when I heard that first song, which was more of a like a, it was more of a melodic feel. It was more of a vibe feel and he did that and he i was like okay cool yeah man that's that that's next yeah when form passed that through to me man i think i hit him back probably about maybe 30 minutes later after he hit it to me and i just hit him with like all fire emojis man like yeah okay it's like another diamond in the rough like i like it's great that the you know the young ones can you know put us on you know what i'm saying it's it's Mm -hmm. not to say not to say thorn or anything is, is is considered a baby, but in our nation we say the babies are the greatest. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And anybody that's younger than me, me personally, it's not a diss or whatever. It's just what we consider. Nah. You know no, no, and, and 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 it's no, and I know it's no disrespect right. for that. And we don't call you kid because kid kids are born to goats. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So yeah. sometimes it, it's it's in the language. You know what I mean? And for him to to put me on to that, you know what I'm saying? It, it just I was like, all right, man, we got to get down with Baby Boy, man, and, and see what's popping. Um, yeah, yes, and for himself, you know, shout out to Kingpin Slim too, because he's definitely one of the other spitters here in the city as well. No Uptown, Uptown XO, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, cultural, uh, corporate over culture. You feel what I'm saying? A culture over corporate. He just dropped. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can go on and on. We got plenty of DC spitters out here that that are in the class by themselves, man. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to jump to uh, Foreign and say less. You know what I'm saying? How did uh, the three of you, you know, come together? How did y'all come about? Well, I've known less since the fifth grade. I pretty much grew up with brother, so that's that's like my that's like my brother. I don't I know his moms. I know every I know everybody. You know, so when he started when he started the brand, I was just all I was just already with him. So he was starting it. He he was uh, he was pushing it, making making stuff happen. And then he actually linked me with Yayo. Because he had always known Yayo, and Yayo was also 
helping him with the business while also start while also developing on verb no convo. Right. So so from there it's always kind of been like a it's always been like a we're all we're all family, you know. It's it's never it's it's always been like we like all verb no convo say less, but we come together as one unit to work and get stuff and get stuff done for both brands. Right. So that's pretty so that's pretty much how we all came together. It was kind of like we all <clears throat> we all already knew each other from the city. And right. then once we, and then once the business started getting getting involved with it, we just all came together and made it and made it work. Yeah, well, and, and and ever since I've met you, he's always been a hundred percent. He's always been thorough. He's always been honest and real. Yeah. Same with same with less same with less too though. Yeah. Same with less. Hey, definitely well. definitely with less. Less energy is 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 definitely crazy. I I met I met less through uh, you know the young guy Uncle John. You feel what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Him and his his young cypher, you know, young guys, he'd be bringing around me. So, you know, the energy is definitely down and that's how I got to meet, you know, Yayo. And to me, Yayo, you know, with his verbiage and the way he speak, man, I, I personally meet, you know, my nickname for him is the East Coast E-40. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He'll say some stuff to you, be like. Hey, oh, yeah, and I, have to, and I have, to, I have to recalibrate and be like, Oh, okay, I know what bro talking about him, man. <laughs> he, he spit a whole different language. Hey, man, and, and what he be saying? P level, P level. Yeah, so, P level. Man, y'all get down with sir. my boy 4,000. Yay, man. All verb, no combo. He's definitely yes, one sir. of the genuine ones out there in the young Say Less, um, Say Less brand, man. They they really some inspiring young minds out here. And it's, it's beautiful that y'all come together. And it's beautiful to see them, you know, come behind you and, and support your, you know, your music career, because, no you know, honestly, you know how DC is always considered the crab in the barrel mentality, you know what I'm saying? But it's just to see certain factions actually working to get outside of the city in order to make right. sure that they come back to get the proper recognition, right. even though it comes <clears throat> later. I understand it comes later, but as long as that you, 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 you catch on, that's what matters but right. i at least want to be one of the first to let them know that you know you know once dell gets out there and he's putting on you know putting on for the city you know he was one of the first ones here on chopping it up and and he no broke question. it down how it really started you know what i'm saying so no question i just really want to thank you for taking your time you know and i definitely appreciate you i definitely appreciate you we definitely got we definitely got to talk offline and you know definitely build on some oh stuff yeah no questions. doubt man we, we'll no definitely questions. go ahead and switch up the math but i'm gonna go ahead and um, try to go to the little fun part of the interview here i'm, I'm gonna try something out <laughs> my executive producer had um mika sunga uh the great mika sunga she had asked me to you know time to start maybe switching it a little up a little bit instead of just mm -hmm. you know regular formatted questions even though the questions are you know, come off as more conversational, you know what I'm saying? So right. I want to go ahead, you know, being as though we, we hell him from the DMV, the DC area, I want to um, jump into some things, you know, who are your top three go-go bands? Top three go-go bands? Yes. All right. Number one, no impressions of Bucks. I'm a, I was born, I was born in the nineties. We, okay. I grew up in 09. So no impressions. They, they were like the smoothest thing out. Okay. Um, I'm going, I'm going backyard. Okay. Ooh, that third one. Oh, that third one. <laughs> Don't upset nobody. I'm in the bounce beat era. I'm in look, I'm in the bounce beat era. So anybody that, that's talking about all them other bands that's, that's older, I'm in the bounce beat era with it. That's where I'm at. Um damn. 
All right, I'm gonna say ABM, bro. I'm gonna say ABM, and that's the only. Yeah. Be- and I'm gonna say ABM because, like, in high school, they was they they were running it. They were they were they were that slow bounce kings thing was okay. legit. They were running it for a minute. Uh, they were running it for a minute. Okay. All right. I see. I, I learned. I learned about that through my children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, <laughs> you know, my 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 era is you know junkyard. Junkyard. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? That that type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? So. And that's why it's like hard for me to say top three because you got to do top three in eras. Right. I can't just do top three. Period. Well, we're like, gonna go, go ahead and speak into your era because that's what it's about. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, right now, it, it, the focus is about supposed to be on you know the, the young ones. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, it, you know, it's just a matter of what you want to know about what came beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in that sense, that's what I'm here for, so to speak. You right. know what I mean? So, no question. All right. So I ain't got no problem with your three. I already know what time <laughs> it is. My son and my daughter done put me on. I hear that going through the household sometimes. So that's what. It, what's up? All right. So here we go. So what's your go-to when you hit the carry-out? The chicken and mumbo sauce with the salt and pepper. Do you get it all over or do you get it on the side? No, no, I get it on everything, bro. I don't even think that's real. Like, you get it on the side. What is that? Like, honestly, I've been to the carry-out and they put it on the side. I be like, you suspect. What is it? I've, I've been to people's houses and be like, why you get it on the side? Cause, bruh, when you get a lot of chicken, they don't just put it on the. Oh, okay, all right, whatever, whatever. If I'm getting three wings and fries, salt, pepper, ketchup, mama sauce on everything, I don't even, I don't know. Nah. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's 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 ninety nine percent of the answer we got out there. So that's what's up. Cause uh, when you uh, nah. bonus, bonus part of that question for real, DC. How do you spell mumbo? I spell it with a U. I don't do that. Say less. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> Say less. I don't do the mambo. Yeah, mambo. don't do the mambo. Yeah, all right. You got it. You got it. All right. Um, we're gonna take it to sneaker wear, sneaker right. or boot. What's what's your favorite? I'm definitely going with the sneakers. I fu- I fuck with kicks. I only really rock boots in the wintertime. Okay, so the kicks. We what? We talking New Balance, Jordan, you know, hometown stuff, or, or, well, or I be I be I be really fucking with the with the low key shit for real for real. So like I do fuck with the, I do fuck with new news because I fuck with all different types of new news, not just the nine nineties. You know, the five six five six ones and different types of Jones. You know what I'm right. saying? Like the seven seventies. Like right. I fuck with them Jones. Like I fuck with the real aesthetically pleasing kicks. Like. My kick, my kicks be like really all over. If they, if they nice and I fuck with them, I'm a copy. Like I got some Asics, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, for for a long time, you know, like back in the day, though, it was definitely foams. I was fucking with the foams. Yeah, that's shit, definitely a decent of course. Statement. But um, right now though, you know, I just I fuck with whatever kick I fuck with. You know, I got some Air Maxes. I got these. I got some Asics. Uh, these these tough ass New Balances. Um, I cop some uh. I cop some off whites, uh, pre fifty, pre fifty Virgil. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yo, man, shout out, yo, shout out to Virgil, man. I don't, I don't know what happened with that bro when he did that. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. He was already there. He yes. just, he just, he just said something. He yeah, just should have kept something. his mouth shut. Could have oh, oh, kept his mouth shut. Oh, man. He he's, did he's that. He'd have been all right. Peace to my my fellow Ghanaian, man. I, oh, that hurts, man. But peace to Virgil, man. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. Uh, top three DC streetwear. Top top three DC streetwear. 
that you can you know that was an influence when you came up and i mean i got it we're I, not, we're I mean counting, even though they walk go ahead I'm sorry. we're not counting we're not counting you know all verb and we're not counting say less right right because right, you right, know respect right. we already know what what they're doing right. here in the streets with the young right. guns but as coming up what were your top three that you noticed in the street that you know you possibly be put on your back uh well of course number one i even if i didn't even if like you know you ain't wear it you saw it sob sob was running it for a minute even though you know we know a little bit we know a little bit about their business now mm -hmm. a little bit about their business now right they definitely was running the uh the dc streetwear for a long period of time still kind of got it in the corner market kind of got it on lock um i gotta give it to, i gotta give it the madness for number two okay and, and number three all days but number four i um, mean but um anonymous i mean not anonymous um honorable honorable mention shooters okay. shooters was hard I, yeah. shooters is hard i rock okay. with shooters right. shooters got some nice jumps okay that's what's up man that's what's up man that's 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 definitely one of one of them all right now um this is going to be the last part this is more so uh a little bit of a, a history lesson just to see what we know mm -hmm. all right so are you familiar are you familiar with you know dc rap from before I, your, before your era, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. That is the that is something that I have not all the way tapped into from before my era in the city specifically. All I right. know a different. I know a, I know a some. I know about some, but the first artist that I was I tapped into before before DC started popping off was early early like '04 Wale. Okay. That's what that was the first person I really heard from the area and was like, oh, he's rapping. And then right. he and then he put me on a like Kingpin Slim because he right. would put them on the track. So I heard a Kingpin Slim through Wale. Word. Okay. So yeah, we definitely we can talk about the Wale's and the the, the um like Shot Glizzy's the L Hefe. Pardon me. Yeah. You know I don't want to call them the GL word now because now they done put a whole new connotation on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna give you three. I'm gonna give you three that actually help, you know, definitely. Well, I'm gonna go four that help actually lay the groundwork, you know, for for DC, you know, rap. Period. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? The first one would be Fat Rodney. Okay. Now, Fat Rodney was considered Biggie before Biggie. Mm. All right. He used to actually rock out with Essence. Okay. And so. He's definitely one of the first ones. If you can, you know, try to go back and do the knowledge. There's definitely some. Oh, tape I, oh no, definitely. I'm definitely, definitely gonna look him up. Him, okay. Um, number two is DC Scorpio. Okay. He actually had a song called uh, "Stone Cold Hustler." That's okay. the time that came out during the. Let me see. Going in the late '80s, when um, you know, Rayford was definitely running the town, and DC was on some on some city under siege type shit. You feel what right. I'm saying? Um, right. the, the hit actually went a little bit uh, nationwide. You feel what I'm saying? Due to the situation and what was going on at that time. So DC Scorpio's uh, number two. Mm -hmm. Number three, I want you to do the knowledge on a gentleman by the name of Stinky Dink. Stinky Dink. Yeah, okay. Stinky Dink, okay? Okay, all right. Uh, Fat Rodney, DC Scorpio, Stinky Dink. Yeah, Stinky right. Dink. For a uh, perfect song for you to uh, go back and check. It came out roughly about 91, 92. It's called uh, One Track Mind. Okay. You'll be able to find that. You know what I'm saying? And those are three that you'll definitely hear the, the groundwork and the layer of actual DC artists who have cadence 
acts will have lyrics. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. And fourth, that I think most people should definitely know about because they got on a national scale is um, Section 8 Mob. Yes, I'm familiar with the Section 8 Mob because that was the one video I remember on MTV Jams right. that would come on that was in the city. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. All right. So, you know, that's the history lesson I, want, I definitely wanted to give you. So, you know, you, you youngins understand that yeah, you got your inspirations from your Wale's and your and your El Jefe's and, and so on and so forth, but there was definitely a generation beforehand that, you know, helped right. actually, you know, pave, pave the way to, you know, where we got y'all lyrical MCs out here now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, no question. Um, oh, I'm going to definitely tap into them. I'm going to definitely yeah. tap into those artists. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, uh, I actually, I, I really do rock with tapping into the older artists because it gives me more of a history of where, you know, stuff comes from. Right. So it's like it actually to me it helps you rap better. Right, right. So I, I'm I'm gonna let you know right now when you when you when you look up uh one track mine from Stinky Dink and just that song and the melody and, and what it was sampled from and the time that era that it came out, you're gonna be like, Okay, homie was talking about something, but it was relating to what was going on within the city, but people could relate outside of outside the city. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. Definitely, you know, when we get the chance, man, check out those four, do the knowledge to that. And, you know, okay. it, it definitely add on some history to, to what you're doing. But at the same time, maybe you can pick up something from it and add it to a new Twisted Del Fargo and, and drop mm -hmm. it on the next LP. You feel mm -hmm. No question. So with that being no said, I really thank you for joining me today. Young Thorne. I Thorn. appreciate you, sir. Yeah, yo, no thank question. you for putting me on the, to the brother Del Fargo, man. This was... uh. A, a, a joy, a definitely great interview. I enjoyed it. Yes, um, it's always good to build with the young minds because the young minds, you know, y'all definitely our future. You know, you, everything no is in y'all hands. You feel what I'm saying? You know, we no did that with whatever work that we, we could do, but, you know, right now y'all got to carry the torch and I understand it might be a little bit heavy, but, you know, I see y'all fighting y'all spirit out here and y'all some, y'all some, Y'all some savages in a good way. Yeah, no, nah, we definitely not. We definitely not going. I don't, I don't think we going. But I mean, I don't think any. Honestly, I don't, I think if you, I think if you really are one of us, bro, ain't nobody ever really been going. It's always been factions that's been fighting, no matter what. Even when they make it seem like we wasn't, there was always people that was on the ground doing something for us. They just try to make it seem like it wasn't, you know, but it was. That's what it is, man. So um, I'm going to go ahead and let you get back, man. This is a new music Monday, new yes, artist sir. Monday, man. Shout out to Del Fargo, man. Shout out to Auburn, No Combo, Say Less Brand. This is yes, definitely a, a, a DC vibe tonight. Thank you for everybody tapping in today, man. And, and Del, man, we're definitely going to get with each other, okay? No question. I appreciate you. I'm going to tap in with you later. Peace. All right. Peace. All right, y'all, man. Um, I, I thank y'all for joining me tonight. This was a special uh, chopping it up with the brother Del Fargo. You know what I'm saying? This was in conjunction with uh, All Verb No Convo and Say Less Brand. This was a Washington, D.C. thing tonight. Uh, young artist, uh, graduate from FAMU, HBCU. You know, y'all go check him out on Spotify, Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? And if you can, you know, go to podcasts on Vivo. You know, like, subscribe, comment, chopping it up with the conduit is produced by the the intelligent, super beautiful, awesome Mika Sunga. She's 
like super awesome. She holds me down, you know what I mean? Um, please subscribe, like, and comment on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Audio Mac. We on all DSPs. And again, man, thank y'all for joining us. Um, you know, yeah, man, let's, uh, I see y'all second season. You know, we're, we're on Vivo, of course. Please go on there, subscribe, comment, like, share. Tell the people to join up. You know what I'm saying? We out here. We're trying to do some good things. Season two is coming. Um, other than that, man, y'all be peace tonight. Thanks for joining me. Remember the social distance. Wear your mask. Always check on your loved ones. And with that being said, as I always say, come in peace. System wicked tripping, killing niggas trying to go the distance. Not your children from their siblings, cause they skin's a little different. I ain't with it, about to spaz a lot. About to treat this shit like GTA, so if I don't crash a lot. Maserati fast a lot. When the nigga pulled up in the Tesla, did the dash a lot. Every flow's electric, plus it's magma hot. Every time I drop it, causes static shock. Ready to pop it to ops if they want static, and we got the drop, it never stops. Been locked, I can't be bullshit. Uh, niggas really out here assed out like a bullshit. Uh, niggas try to witness all my scriptures and my tricks to get it. I just stay uplifted by my God and that's nobody business. Get it? It's not easy being this nice, being what your bitch like. Had to hit the stove and get my fit right. It's not easy being this nice. Every flow is.